The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. So like most things, carb counting, insulin sensitivity, insulin resistant, insulin resistance, these will all vary and depend from person to person. Every individual, every diabetic is going to be different in relation to their insulin requirements. But generally speaking, if you have 35 to 50 grams of protein, that will have a similar reaction to about 10 grams of carbohydrate. Okay. So I always judge it by if I'm having... 35 to 50 grams, that's essentially going to equate to 10 grams carbohydrate. So I'll usually take one unit. Now, this can be difficult to understand because when you eat carbohydrate and particularly simple carbs, it's going to be a very rapid and high spike and come back down. Whereas with protein, it's a very gradual spike. So slower digestion, gradual spike, easier blood sugars. So it is, yeah, so it's just, it's different to carbohydrates. So yeah, you can essentially eat more protein than you can with carbohydrates and it can have the same effect. So 35 to 50 equals 10 in terms roughly, of Roughly, yeah, yeah, okay. roughly. Yeah, and it, obviously every person depends, but for you, that's your equation that you found. Yeah, okay. and that that's a good place to start. If you're unsure, like if, if you're listening at home and you're unsure of why your blood sugar is spiking when you eat protein or you don't know if you should inject for protein. You've probably been told you don't need to inject for protein, but that's not true because as we said, that buzzword gluconeogenesis is the breakdown of protein into glucose. And as we all know, glucose will spike our blood sugar. So why are people told that they don't have to inject for protein? Is it just a misconception or? I think so. I think it's just a misconception. I don't know. This is obviously coming from a very... Uh, like uneducated um, view, but is it because everyone's told protein, protein, protein is good for you? So protein is the better food to go for. So you, uh, if you look at, if you eat loads of protein, you'll be fine. Is it that type of mentality where obviously 
if you're trying to build muscle, oh, just eat loads of protein. Would it be the same in terms of that in the diabetic world? Where in a world, in normal world, it's like, not normal world, but you know what I mean? Carbs are bad. You don't have carbs, you don't eat bread because you'll put on weight, but protein's really good for putting on muscle. Hmm. Has it kind of bled into the diabetic world where it's like, well, you got to watch out for carbs, but protein's good, so you're okay. I'm not entirely sure, but what I would expect it has something got to do with is the fact that generally people are going to be eating a lot less protein than carbohydrate in their diet. So when I say roughly 35 to 50 grams protein is going to equal to about 10 grams carbohydrate, maybe one unit of insulin. That's so low that people might not need to kind of include that in the diabetic equation yeah yeah now just to clarify because you touched on it there briefly one one of the biggest misconceptions within nutrition and particularly fitness world is that carbs make you fat i just need to point out that that is just completely untrue then that stem from because i've heard you need a balanced diet of everything and i i that famous saying i don't know if it's famous over in america but no carbs before marbs where people would nearly starve themselves of bread and potatoes and carbs if they were going on holidays because they wanted to look skinny and that just bled into popular culture of oh well i can't have carbs if i'm going on holidays and then that just Mm. became like a subconscious thing that carbs were bad for you just completely untrue yeah one gram of carbohydrate is equal to one gram of protein in terms of calories right now, to put it into context or to give you an example, if somebody is on a 2000 calorie diet per day, and that's made up of their three macronutrients, which are proteins, carbs, fats, if they, for whatever reason, go on a zero carb diet, that's completely eliminating one macronutrient. So that is already, and probably more, because most people's diet would primarily be made of carbohydrate you're cutting out a full food group so you could automatically be cutting out like 800 900 a thousand calories from your day if you continue to eat the same amount of fat and protein and of course if you're reducing your calories by that much you're gonna think that whoa it's because i didn't eat carbs no it's because you you lowered your calories drastically Mm. (laughs) you know yeah let's go back to protein what are the benefits of protein So benefits of protein, fat loss, I suppose it kind of leads us in because we were just talking about it. So protein, much like fiber, when we were talking about it in in two or three episodes ago, is the highest satiating nutrient. So that means that when you eat protein, that fills you up for longer, right? So if you're somebody who wants to lose fat or you're on like a fat loss journey, if you eat more protein, you will feel more full, but you'll still be able to lower your calories slightly to aid that weight loss. Make sense? Yeah. Protein's thermogenic effect, which basically means that the more protein you have and the more protein your body is digesting, the more calories you're burning at rest. So your body's working harder, Graham, to break down chicken and steak than it works compared to breaking down bread. So because your body's working so hard to break that down, that in itself is burning calories. Muscle building, that's another benefit. So when you go to the gym, when you want to build muscle, 
basically what happens is if you go to the gym and you do loads of chest press or push-ups or squats, whatever it is, when you work out those muscles, there are micro tears in your muscles that need to be repaired. And these micro tears are repaired by protein. So if you don't have enough protein in your diet, you're not going to be able to build and repair those muscles back bigger and stronger. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.